Hello and welcome back to Fancy Hockey Picks and Bets. I'm your host, Mitchell, here to go over our 10-game Tuesday slate. Um, I'm changing up the, the room kind of every time, changing up the jerseys every time. I also brought back the California Golden Seals hat. So you're really missing out by not watching this live if you're listening to this on a podcast. If you're watching it live, I hope you enjoy the, the, the new stuff. Um, but with the, the black light modest mouse poster, um, and we are yeah, black light mode. So it is what it is, but it's a cool, very large poster that I have. And we're going to move right into the slate, though. I'm not going to take up too much time because we have 10 games and I'm notoriously uh, going too long on all of these. So I'm going to just get right into it. Uh, you know, rate, review, subscribe. I don't know. You know what to do. If you haven't done it yet, you probably well, aren't going to do it. So we're going to get right into it with Winnipeg at the New York Rangers. Uh, a good one. A game that I really like a lot for different betting reasons. Um, number one is I think this game is trending pretty strongly towards the under uh, i think it's a pretty good under six bet uh, on top of the fact that the rangers have only allowed six goals in their last six games four of them coming in one game against carolina um, and i know the competition's been weak there if you look at the opponents you'll see you know some bad teams but they've only allowed six goals in six games and versus anyone that's impressive um they're playing winnipeg who has been just getting torched and on top of being really bad, and again, you could look at Winnipeg's recent schedule and say, well, they played some tougher teams. Um, they've not only played really bad, they're also losing another key piece to their lineup. Um, in well, not for sure, but we're almost definitely, they're almost definitely not going to appear with Dubois, uh, which kind of just takes them out of consideration in all aspects for me. I can't see a scenario where PLD ends up getting the nod here um, to play. Shifley is already out. So, yeah, it's it's tough to tough sledding ahead. Uh, I don't really have a lot of interest in this game from, from uh, many prop perspectives. I'm really going to be struggling to find the right one. Um, I'm trying to find exactly what the coach said about Pierre Lebois because Drefke doesn't have anything listed for him. So I'm like, maybe, maybe he could play, I guess, but I, I don't think he's going to, uh, which meant that they had really one line that they're running and the rest are garbage. It, I know it was Stasting with Connor and Ehlers, which is, you know, a good line, but is it going to get it done against a Rangers team that is not only have great goaltending and, and Georgia that's kind of trending in the right direction, but it also has probably the best defensive team, you know, in the league right now. It's really, really impressive on all counts. So I just don't have any interest in, in Winnipeg and the Rangers, while you might be saying, you know, are the much better team. They played really well. They've taught, they really brought themselves back into a chance to win the Metro. I think they're tied right now as of recording, although Carolina should probably take it, you know, take care of Arizona on Monday. Um, but you know, they've really clawed themselves back into a chance here. Uh, but even with that, and even with them playing Winnipeg, who is very bad defensively, it really doesn't set up as a high scoring game from the Rangers either. Um, I have this as not the lowest total of the entire night right now, but right actually, no, it is. No, it is the lowest total. Um, uh, it's close. It's between a few, there's like two or three. Uh, anyway, so it, it's below a five and we have it at under six. So I, that's really all I need to take here. I might even include this with some of my, my props. Uh, you know, I, that's something I kind of guilty of saying I'm going to do and not do it is taking the lines that I like the most. If I don't like a prop as much. And if I like a prop a lot more, you know, I, I don't know why I get in the mentality of just, these are player props. And these are the money lines. You do not have to do that. Uh, you can't take a prop in the game. You take a money line or an over-under in, but you can take it with another game's prop. So in most states, I'm not sure about every state. So just trying to get out of that heuristic, I'm going to try to myself, and I'm going to promise you that I will when I post them on Tuesday. Um, 
not a whole lot here to love as far as shots are concerned. I already said that, you know, the Rangers, I don't trust anyone. And I, I'm just really hard pressed to want to bet Ehlers over three and a half against the Rangers. So I'm just going to fade them for shots. I think that there could be maybe a tight meat on the bone as far as Rangers points. I've been kind of liking Fox's prop more than anyone. Um, he just seems to be more involved offensively than like a lot of forwards when he's out there, but we'll move forward. I'm already going too long. As I mentioned, I'm guilty of the next game is a tough one. Um, not, I mean, I, the Tampa Bay lightning are not only minus five fifty favorites here at home, but it's minus one ninety for the puck line. Now, I looked at this one early and was a little bit surprised. So I tried to pull up the news and lo and behold, Dylan Larkin is not going to play again for the rest of the season. Um, that, that is, you know, taking a bad situation and making it quite a bit worse for a team that's terrible. And, you know, I, there's not a lot to like here. And I know I talked about it in the past that, you know, well, you know, Larkin's not been fantastic defensively, but he's really, you know, such a good player in general that it doesn't matter that much. Um, He's just so talented that he doesn't always have to play that much defense. But when he gets hammered in his own zone, he uh, might might be a bad uh, bad time for him. But that line has been the only thing they have going for them. So this is a terrible, terrible Detroit team. It's a Detroit team that I, you know, frankly have not trusted at all in any capacity all season. So I'm certainly not going to trust them here. Uh, this does profile to have a decent amount of shots in, in Tampa's favor. They should be able to outshoot Detroit. But this isn't a Tampa team that historically shoots too much. Well, historically this season, over the course of this year, they just have haven't been shooting as much as you may have liked. So I'm more interested in player props on Tampa really exclusively here and nothing else. Cause I'm just not going to bet a massively, massively juiced line like this. There's just no reason. I know Tampa has a little bit to play for, but ah, you know, whatever. Um, just kind of pulling up as I try to do some, some random, well, some stuff I don't always tell you on the podcast. One thing I always try, well, every time, but most slates I try to pull up is just over the last 10, who is having the most shot attempts on the power play. And of the entire, you know, the, everyone in the entire league, Steven Samkos is third and I course four for 60 on just the power play. Um, and he's getting uh, what he has, you know, 30 minutes of run here compared to a couple of guys that have a little bit less because of injuries and, and just uh, opportunity. So he really is, you know, he's third on the, of everyone in the league right now over the past 10. Norris, Pacioretty, Stamkos, which is kind of boost him a little bit more in, in the, the point, uh, you know, to get a point in my opinion, and you might consider him for a power play point because if he's shooting, that means that, you know, a, the teams probably know that he's shooting more and he might pass one off uh, and B is just shooting is generally leading to goals and going to boost his ex expected goals at a much higher rate. So I do like him uh, as a point guy. Uh, he doesn't correlate well with many pieces. They, you know, start sticking with Kucherov point and Paul and kind of moving Stamkos around that is, can sometimes be a little bit, um, what's the right word I'm looking for here. It could be a little bit mis misguided or, or uh, uh, misleading is probably the right word because they will correlate all these guys anyways at five on five, but I'm overall not super interested here um, in, you know, getting crazy and betting multi-point props too much, just because I don't really think that Tampa's going to, play the same course as they would versus a better opponent, meaning that I don't think Kucherov's going to see over 20 minutes of ice time. I, I think that he's going to see far less. So you're really hoping they kind of pile it on early um, against Winnipeg. You know, once they got up, they kind of called off the, the dogs. Uh, they were down early and they, they pulled it back. And yeah, so I, I just think I'm going to stick with what I know. Uh, and what I know is that I really like Stamkos here. Um, I like Tampa in general, but I'm just not going to bet it. And there's really not one individual point prop I think is 
infinitely better, but I think Stamkos to get a point is going to be a safer play, a uh, better option. Um, in DFS, I, I don't think I'm fading Tampa, but I'm not overly bullish on them. Uh, but we'll, I'm going to talk about this on the Morning Skate podcast, so I'm not going to do a ton of DFS deep dive here. Our next game is the Flyers at Toronto, another absolutely massive chalk spot for Toronto, minus 475, minus 180 on the puck line, over under seven. I, I'm just not someone that likes to bet these kind of overs um, on teams that I don't trust to score. And as I probably said for the, you know, I've done 150 podcasts at this point this year, Toronto's just better defensively than people give them credit for. Um, I had this game right around a five and a half as like, you know, expected goals, which means that if it was a five and a half, I'd definitely bet the over in five and a half. If it was a six, I think you're kind of liking the six. I think you're just fine with it. Six and a half, you're, you, that's where you start to think, oh boy, you're really hoping that the goaltenders suck. And seven, you're like, ah, I like the under. Like, and I don't think I'm going to bet the under because I have absolutely no faith in either side of this goaltending. Um, we, you know, haven't seen Carter Hart in a little while. Doesn't seem like it's a long-term thing. I haven't seen anything to indicate that he's out long-term. Campbell seems fine. Um, I don't know if they're going to go to him here or Calgren. It's, yeah, man, either or uh, seems okay. So I, I don't know if I if you have to go too overboard on this game and try to talk yourself into an over. That being said, um, you know I do think there's going to be some props that I'm going to be in on, especially if Matthews is out again. We don't know. All I could find is the coach saying uh, basically that it's not that serious and that was it not much more or less. He just kind of said, you know, it's late in the season. And, you know, it kind of sounded like uh, they didn't want to admit that they kept him out for the fact that the season's almost over. Um, it, it was maybe he could have played through it, but they also wanted to make it known that like, he's not going to be out for a long time. So yeah, it, it's a game that I think Matthews will probably play. And I don't think you keep him out for, for too many, um, just not what you want to do, especially because in Toronto, if you keep Matthews out, then you lose in the first round of the playoffs. People are going to be like, Oh, he wasn't ready. Um, but back to the, back to the, 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 you know, what we're getting to here. I love Nylander again. I loved his shot prop. It's one of my favorite uh, bets last time Toronto played. I'm still in on it. Um, I love Tavares to get a point again. That one just seems to be a little bit mispriced as well. Uh, you know, especially if Matthews is out, I kind of jammed it. I jammed Nylander to score. Uh, I still think those guys are pretty good. And I think that there's no reason not to bet him here. If Matthews is in, I'm going to still probably bet it. Like, you know, Nylander to have a point. He's been red hot. I see no reason to get off of it. So we can move off this game. I don't have a lot of interest in the Flyers. You know, they got bullied by the Sabres on back-to-back nights. That doesn't, you know, give me a lot of confidence. There's some decent pieces here that, you know, I, I guess, you know, just candidly, I think are going to get there at some point. And this is, isn't the slate I'm going to bet it on. So we'll move forward. Um, and if I see anything on the Flyers I really like, man, maybe I'll let you know. But I don't really think I, I have a lot of faith in this. I went, there's Flyers team scoring a lot of goals. Our next game is the Wild at Montreal. We're finally getting to a little bit less absolutely massive chalk. It's two, minus 275 for Minnesota, minus 115 on the puck line. Uh, yeah, this is a not very good Habs team. I, I don't, you know, obviously think that this Habs team is, is going to beat Minnesota, but I don't think it's a bet that I really want to place here. Uh, they are losing Marcus Foligno to COVID, which he's, I, I guess, I assume vaccinated didn't say specifically, but they're like, he could be back in five days. And that's not always the case. I, I don't know the rules anymore, but I do think that that's a, a very minor, you know, ding to them because, you know, he's a good defensive forward. Don't get me wrong, but that's not really what you're worried about. Uh, I think too much with Montreal. Uh, I don't think Montreal is going to have a lot of success scoring on this Minnesota team. They have a very, very good shutdown line with Eric Sinek. I actually have them as the lowest 
uh, expected goal total on the entire slate in Montreal. And, and for good reason, I just don't think they're very good. Um, and maybe better than, you know, they played, but yeah. Uh, so for that reason, I think if you're, you know, get a galaxy brain, anything here, you know, under, under one and a half goals for Montreal is probably what I'm going to have. If you want to go for the shutout, you're really betting on Minnesota goaltending being comparable. And they just haven't been um, really on either goalie, but I would say I'm more concerned about flurry right now than I am anyone else point again i did have it and i'll probably go back to it um totally fine but nothing really on montreal that stands out like i said i don't expect them to score much i don't expect them to have a ton of shots on goal um i, I kind of just gonna fade them all around so we'll move to the next game game that i have a lot more interest in i love florida and regulation here against the islanders i i've you know again I, i'm gonna you know get mad and you know islanders fans so some of you mad at me but you know this islanders team I, and they played well against toronto i know they lost four to two but they again had two expected goals and they scored two and they you know, almost had three, but they're just, they're not very good. They're not getting a ton of, you know, volume in their chances, um, but they're bearing on the ones that they get chances of. It's just not a very good team. They're not playing exceptionally well defensively and Sorokin's bailing them out at times. You know, I do think Sorokin is a very, very, very good goalie. And if he goes in this one, I think that makes a little bit of something of, of the under. It kind of makes it move a little bit, but I do have this one as a higher expected goals game. It's really probably the highest expected on the slate. So I, I good faith. I probably can't bet that under and feel any sort of, you know, uh, I, I can't feel great about it. Um, so we did give up four last time out to Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, yeah, he's human too. So I, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to bet the either side of this over under. I, I, I don't, I, my math is saying to bet the over. So if you want to go with it, go with it. I might take a look tomorrow again, but I'm going to bet Panthers in regulation here. I don't have a line for it right now. I'm trying to see if maybe, that has changed, but uh, it just, you know, I think it's, it's probably gonna be right around you know, minus 130, 140 when you get it. Let's see if I can find it. Um, oh, yeah, minus minus one thirty. There it is. So yeah, minus one thirty for the Panthers and regulation. I like that a lot. Uh, I know they've gone to overtime, a decent amount, but I'm not really that worried about it here. I just don't think they're going to have a slow start. Although the Panthers have kind of clinched the one seed and it's pretty much a done deal. I, I just, you know, I'm not going to let that get too into my head here when I really, really like the Panthers on the slate. I also like them in DFS. Um, it's been tough to nail down the right DFS look for the Panthers. You know, we had Giroux, Huberto, Bennett, and you have Giroux, Huberto on the power play, no Bennett. You have Barkoff, Verhage, Duclair. You have you know, Barkoff and Duclair, but no Verhage. Um, I've been pretty high on the Duclair train. He scored again for me, so can't really complain too much on him. He's been really good, but it's hard to get that you know, a really good, warm, fuzzy feeling about your lineup. Um, I think that, you know, Lindell, Reinhardt, Marchman are always a bit of a sneaky stack, especially on a huge slate, but is there really enough, uh, you know, upside in that stack to feel good about it on a 10 gamer? You're really praying that they get three point night in a matchup that they should do well in, but are they going to, it's always tough. So Florida minus minus one thirty in regulation is my favorite thing here. And I, like the over okay but I'm, like i said I'm, I'm probably not betting it i just have a little bit too much respect for sorokin and i don't have a lot of respect for the islanders to put up a, an egregious amount of goals um no matter who's in that and i know florida's been a little shaky but last time out spencer not like really good i think it'll be back to bobrovsky um here um as spencer knight turns 21 i believe like while i'm recording i think it's actually on the 18th of, of april so yeah he's 21 crazy right <laughs> but 
we can move forward. I, you know, prop, you know, prop wise, I'm you know, going to look at the Panthers. I'm not sure if there's anything right now that's blowing the doors off as far as shots are concerned, but Giroud to get a point, um, Reinhardt to get a point, you know, Bennett to get a point. It's okay. Still, even though he's not on that top power play and Duclair to get a point because he is on that top power play feels pretty good. He's been real, real hot as of late. So we'll move over to Calgary on a back-to-back at Nashville. Now Nashville just got absolutely pumped against um, St. Louis where they, you know, I don't think there's really, oh my God, I'm going to sneeze, but there's really not a lot you can take from this game other than Riddich was terrible. Um, and then Saros came in cold and, well, he gave up four as well. So not a good outing in any capacity. I, I'm kind of, I think maybe a little bit lower on this national team than most. Um, they've kind of been riding hot goaltending and, and a lot of goals above expected to this point. It caught up to them, but they're playing a back-to-back Calgary team. So yeah, you know, I, I think the under is in play here. If anything, like, you know, Saros gets to start, they get back on track. They play a little bit more sound defensively. I don't think they're a bad defensive team by many metrics, but they're just not fantastic um, either. So, yeah, I, I think this is probably one of those games that I just sort of say, eh, you know, I'm probably off of. Uh, I don't mind going over to Forsberg again for shots. Um, he's also shooting a lot in the power play. Uh, I think that came with Granlin and Duchesne, if they keep it, which they might not because they got crushed. But if they do, I think that kind of gives them a little bit of, you know, him, or, you know, I believe it was Johansson too. Like he still is shooting a lot. Um, over two and a half feels good. I think given the matchup, they might not quite price it correctly. And he shot what in the last game, one, two, three, four, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven shot attempts, and uh, only three of them weren't on goal. So that makes eight, um, eight on goal. Pretty good. I, I, I think he should be shooting a bit more, and I think he will here. I guess the back-to-back team um, at home, they can get a little bit more favorable matchups, which is always your concern against Calgary. Is that line one dominates possession, so they'll do their best to probably get him a little bit of wiggle room. I don't have this game as a very high scoring one. I think it should be low scoring as I'm already mentioning, but I, I do think it should be decently close. Um, we'll look at Calgary tomorrow, see what they shake out to be. Mangiapane was a power play, should be going into the game on Monday with Hannafin as well. So I looked at Mangiapane's point against a very bad team and who did they play? Uh, let's scroll up to oh, Chicago. Um, and I might look back to it again here if I, you know, why not against Nashville if it's like right around even money he's on the first power play and that's real good um so we'll move over to Boston at St. Louis yeah I mean Tarasenko should be the cover boy at least I asked for him if he is or isn't doesn't matter he's my cover boy number one star of the week in the NHL I bet his point prop and really his line mates as well like every night and just keeps hitting um just I just keep going back to it I mean uh you know verse Versus um, Nashville, they had 2.8 expected goals, and I said they just scored. They scored eight. Uh, that doesn't going to happen every night. Tarasenko isn't going to, you know, have three points every single night. But lately, he's been doing that. So uh, it's against Boston, and it's on, at home. Um, I'm hoping there's a lot of concern against Boston, and maybe they price it incorrectly again. And I'll go back to it because I think this line is supremely talented. Uh, I think Nashville is going to do Nashville. St. Louis is going to do their best to get the O'Reilly line out there against the Bergeron line, and I think that. Uh, you know, Boston on the road with, without dictating matchups, we'll try to get the Bergeron line out there as much against the Thomas line. So we're going to see a lot of different correlations, but I'm really not afraid of it too much. Like Bergeron is the best defensive forward in the game, but I don't think on the road, they're going to be able to get enough on the Thomas line. Um, you could go, you know, galaxy brain here and just go with the Cairo line, uh, Shen, Cairo and Barbashev, and maybe consider a Cairo point prop because he should 
get away from everyone. Uh, just as I just kind of stated, the way at least I think the game's going to play out. Um, but, you know, he's on the first power play, but they, they kind of run two units pretty um, tangentially. And he's on the unit with Thomas Tarasenko. So, yeah, maybe you consider that the first unit. So, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about St. Louis here in general. Um, the Bruins haven't been playing fantastic. And really outside of the Bergeron line, they're not great right now until Pasta and others get back. And they're just simply not back. So they didn't travel. So I think I'm fine with minus 135 on the Blues, but it's not my favorite bet by any capacity. I, I think there's better to be found. Um, but it's totally fine. I think it, you know, I might end up getting in on it, but I think there's enough like point props that I like that are going to be right around there that I just would rather take, as I'm saying, like, what's my favorite bet in this game? It's probably not the minus 135. I think it's fine though. Um, we'll move forward to Ottawa at Vancouver. Both of these teams will be on a back-to-back going into Tuesday's, uh, you know, games. For that reason, I generally, you know, late in the year like this, I, I don't really take a lot of stock in betting it over. Um, you know, we might see a bad goaltending matchup. Like, you know, it should probably be like Halak versus, I don't even know, Holberg or whatever, uh, Hedberg, Holberg. Uh, so it's hard for me to wait under here, but don't have a lot of interest in the Vancouver side. Um, they do get Besser back. They have that going out. They should probably be the better team here, but both on a back-to-back, I don't know. I, I really think you're playing with variance. And I think if you're playing with that much variance and that bad of goaltending on both sides, probably just go with the team that's plus 200. It's not a great bet. I don't think it's probably going to win every night, but this is a situation where I kind of look at the math and say, well, these teams are really rating out to be pretty freaking even. The under looks pretty good, but the goaltending's bad. So I'd rather just go with the plus 200 because I think it's, you know, I think this game's kind of a toss up. Um, and just to be frank, and I would rather go with plus 200 every day. Maybe you want to get safe with it and say, uh, you know, point and a half on Ottawa minus 125. That's fine too. You know, they, they don't lose by two goals. Seems fair to me. Um, so I think that's also fine. And I'm definitely going to be right back to Brian Norris um, as far as points are concerned. You might be we wondering, you know, you talked about Stamkos being number three in the entire league and over the past 10 and of course he's four per 60. Number one uh, on the power play. Number one is Josh Norris. So who's shooting more than Josh Norris on the power play? We know one over the past 10. Uh, I love him here. It's hard to bet his goal prop because it's like even money, but I would be more than fine with just feeling safe about him or Brady for a point and moving on. I feel fine with Vancouver guys too. They're just not really priced the way I'd like them to be. We'll see what they are here. But Pedersen, it was like minus like 220 uh, against Dallas. That doesn't feel like fun at all. And I, you know, I think versus Ottawa, it makes a little more sense, but let's see what the line should be exactly. Uh, we'll see if any tweaks come in and we'll try to find the best line. And if it's, you know, a guy that plays with him at power play and five on five, because now Horvat's out, we'll know that before this game. And we'll probably bet that person at like minus 140 instead, instead of like, taking all the juice. So I got to wait and see on that one. And we'll move to the next game, uh, LA at Anaheim. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be taking the over here. Um, I, you know, I have this expected goals over six and it's five and a half. So it feels really easy to me. One of my favorite bets of the night, include it right in with the Florida um, in regulation. I think that Anaheim can score goals. That That's really why I like this one. I know LA can score goals and I know they can give up goals. So uh, it, it doesn't take a, take a rocket scientist here to, to think that Anaheim will give four to Columbus could give up four again to LA who rates uh, much better than Columbus did. That's for sure. So I, I'm in on it. Getzlaff, Terry and Henrique are just a really, really good one in general. Um, I do feel bad for my boy, Trevor Zegers with Grant and Mayhew. Zegers saw 12 minutes of ice time in that game. Um, against Columbus and that line got beat up 
um, at five on five. So tough scenes for them. Maybe they'll make a change because well, they should. I'd love to see Zegers back with Milano again, who's just a much better line mate. Uh, but overall, I think that, you know, Gethlab, Terry, and Henrique are where my pups are going to come from. I was a bit higher on Henrique. I, I don't know if he even got, I think he got one point in that game over um, Getzlaff. And, and, you know, I like Terry to score. I bet him to score. So it worked out. But I just think that line is supremely talented. So anyway, you want to go with it. I'm totally okay with. Uh, and then on the LA side, I mean, Kempe is legitimate smash at over two and a half. I just keep betting it. It keeps hitting. He's averaging over six shot attempts per game, uh, closer to six and a half. I mean, this is like Marshan level. Um, you know, him and Neil. So like for shot props, I'll just, you know, there's only one game left. I'll, I'll wait. But he's one of the top absolute values for sure. Um, I'm not sure if you have to go, go too crazy with these shot props. You can look for the game logs if you'd like, and you're probably going to see Arbison pop up. If he's at two and a half, that's fine as well, because I think there should be shots to go around here. Um, uh, there's trying to pull up their lines from their last game. They haven't played in, they played, well, they also played Columbus last. So not pretty even Stevens. They won two to one. They played, you know, pretty well. Kopitar, Athanasiu returns the lineup and Kempe. And really that's another reason why I like Kempe. Like you have to see you as a fine shooter, but not the best rate shooter in the league. Kopitar is historically not a rate shooter ever. This year has been a little bit better, but it's not what they want to do either. They want Kempe with luck. Um, so yeah, that, that feels real, real good. Um, Kempe on the top power play. Jersey with it, uh, but not quite getting the minutes he was at one time. So yeah, I, I think that this LA team should find more goals than they did last time out. And I think that you know, this game over is one of my favorite bets of the night. Absolutely. So we'll move to the final game and I'll get you out of here before I take up all of your time. And it's Columbus on, well, like I just said, they just played LA, they played Anaheim, now they're playing San Jose. The Sharks, so many road games in a row. This is a Sharks team that played, I would say real well against Minnesota. I watched a lot of that game. Uh, we saw an NHL debut for uh, Bertolo, who was from Michigan, um, spelled with like an L-E-A-U at the end, Bordello. Uh, he didn't play on the first power play or anything like that. They actually had the first power play with Burns, Stalin, Hurdle, and Mayer. I'm not sure what was up with that, if that was like because Couture couldn't go for some reason. And I'm not going to read into it too much, but I just want to know because Couture was on the second unit for a little bit. I, maybe they'll get a practice in because I would be at least intrigued by what they might want to do. And that would kind of dictate how my stacks go because Hurdle, Mayer, and Dolan all played together at five on five, and they should be together on the first power play of the stick. So that would be interesting from a DFS perspective because I do like the Sharks here at minus 135. Will it be the best bet of the night? That's kind of where you're getting a little bit, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Burns is playing a ton of run, 28 minutes, and he's with Ferraro. And, that, and that's really the reason here where I'm going to be betting Burns prop for a point is because he's now with a defenseman that gives him all of the avenue to explore offensively. And when Ferraro was out and early on in the return, we didn't quite see it. We are seeing it again. So I'm definitely in on Burns as probably the best value prop on the entire game in general. And I think that this Sharks team should win. Um, the over-under, I, I really have it right there at six. I think it's totally fine either way, but the goaltending, you know, I think Kakinen is actually pretty good. So I might just not touch the over-under. I don't think it's the best bet of this game. And really focus in on some point props as far as uh, Burns. We'll, we'll take a look at Mayer and Hurdle and maybe Dolan, but the minutes just weren't quite there. Uh, he, you know, he's fine, but I wouldn't get crazy. Uh, I think you just kind of stick to the stick to the good guys and move on. Um, I think that's probably going to do it. So let's go really quickly. I don't want, like I said, I'm going to do a lot of DFS on the Morning Skate podcast. Um, I give you a little bit of look at a couple stacks I'm looking into, but I'm going to give you a few shot props first. Just pulling up that tool right now. Um, Timo Mayer is one over three and a half. I'm definitely going to have uh, Borsberg over two and a half. He's averaging about seven attempts over his past 10. Definitely going to have this three and a half. It's going to be a little bit tricky. That's where it's going to get to the maybe, maybe not. Um, 
Kempe, again, uh, going to have him. Actually, Athanasiu had seven attempts in his first game back, but it's okay. Kempe is over the long run, I think, a better bet. Diala, I've been jamming hitting over two and a half. It's missed once, but hit most of the time at Nylander uh, and Norris. I go back to Norris. He's been kind of falling down a little bit because he hadn't hit in a few games. We'll see what he does on um, Monday night. I, I kind of liked him okay there as well. I took Batherson though, just because it was a huge plus money. And I don't know, that just kind of seemed off to me because he's seeing so much run as he's continuing to get back in the lineup. But, you know, those are problems I'm keying in on the most. Um, Burns is going to be in consideration zone and maybe Bennett as well. Uh, I'll probably at least take a double check on that. Uh, and Troy Terry, that's the last one I wanted to mention. There he is. So Troy Terry as well for shots. Um, all those guys go for points. I mean, really, if you're shooting, you're probably going to get points. I, I really, that's the best way I could ever put it. Sometimes people, you know, get so fixated on the goal scoring and it's, you know, sometimes players do shoot to pass and sometimes players, um, you know, shoot and it gets tipped and it goes in. Like you still get the point then. So you, you can look at those guys for goals as well. Um, you know what, why, why not? I already have it up and I've already gone way too long. So why don't I tell you if there's anyone that stands out uh, individual, individual expected goals. I mean, after the see actually had over one expected goal in his first game back. So maybe give him a look, but doubtful Stutzel, Terry, both way up the list uh, compared to what their price is going to be. Let's go. Uh, Terry might not be that outpriced. Um, Huberto also making a bit of a, an appearance up at the top. So I think if you're, you know, if you're looking into that stack um, with like Giroux and Bennett and stuff, I, maybe Bennett comes out, but Huberto definitely stays in. I'm trying to give us anyone surprising. And Nylander, that's why I bet him last time. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, yeah, I think it's probably going to do it. There's really not, you know, anyone that's crazy standout over the past 10 that I might be missing. So with all that out of the way, I'll give you a couple of my favorite bets really quickly. Overall, I'll give you a ton of props right there. But money line bets, number one, Florida and regulation. Number two, uh, the over in the Anaheim um, Anaheim LA game. Sorry, everything just disappeared when I pulled up the sports book again. Let's go back to it. Uh, and what the... The under in the Rangers game, under six, uh, Rangers win it back. Those would be the three. If you need a fifth, because there's a lot of games, why not? We're having fun already. Um, yeah, Sharks, uh, Sharks minus 135. So Sharks minus 135, I'll add to the four. Um, and I'll get you out of here. Uh, I'm wearing the, the Ducks jersey, so I don't think they're going to win, but go Ducks. <laughs> and have a good slate. I will talk to you on this feed on Friday and I'll have morning skate for tomorrow as well. And for Thursday, and then I'm hopefully going to do a live show on Wednesday. So talk to you on all those avenues and obviously on Twitter at DJ underscore Mitchell 90. Take care. And we'll talk to you soon.